You're listening to the OKC82 Podcast with Brady Trantham and Madison Morris. The best place for OKC Thunder basketball. A part of 1077 The Franchise Podcast Network. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the OKC82 Podcast. This is your host, Brady Trantham, alongside Miss Madison Morris, who was kind enough to accompany me to the my second road game. It's her actually her first road game yeah. of her career. This is my third road game uh, rodeo since I've been doing this. It's the second time I've been in this arena. Uh, last year, I was in the building when the Thunder needed overtime to beat a much worse Mavericks team than the one we saw tonight. Um, and sorry, Thunder fans. I'll go ahead and put it out there. I am 0-2 on the road this year. Uh, lost the Thunder lost the Christmas game that I was at um, last week. So, yeah, I, I don't have any more road games on the horizon, but who knows? I want to keep going to some, but I'm sure our listeners and Thunder fans probably won't want me to. But, Madison, you are now 0-1. I am now 0-1. And, uh, you know, I kind of had, like, a bad feeling about me coming to this game tonight and things just weren't going to go right. And, of course, the Thunder have this super weird deal where they have to face the Mavericks in a back-to-back once in Dallas the next game in Oklahoma City. But, which we will be there as well. Which we will be there. But, um, yeah, you know, it was uh, just right from the get-go. This this basketball game was just a little weird. Um, of course, Luka Doncic was just as phenomenal as people made him out to be, and we got to witness that tonight. So, yay, step, I guess. The step back of death. Yeah, Doncic is... Uh, Doncic is, he's exciting. He's an exciting rookie, and he kind of plays with the craftiness and, the, like, the knowledge of a four-, five-, six-year vet. And, yeah. I mean, you're going to you're gonna get that out of a guy who's been playing professionally for a while, um, playing in, playing overseas in Europe, uh, Slovenian or Slovenian basketball, I assume. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a sloppy game. And all, really quick, I should have said this at the beginning, we're, we're recording this right now, um, where we sat um, at the uh, media row in the arena, and they're currently tearing it down and getting it ready for a Dallas Stars game. It's already kind of cold, and um, it is cold. Yeah. My fingers so, are cold. <laughs> so if you hear all the if you hear all this mechanical noise or whatever, we apologize. But uh, I don't want to. I didn't want to record in the media room because everybody's in there all quiet and working so diligently on their little stories. But um, I got mine done really quick, and it was kind of an easy story to write because. It was an easy game to kind of follow along. It was kind of a slugfest in the first half, and that's to be expected when you watch a Thunder Mavericks game. The Mavs usually get the Thunder to play down to their level. Now, the Mavericks, like I said, this isn't last year's Mavericks. This isn't the year before's Mavericks. This is a much better team and has a much better identity, of course, led by Luka Doncic along with DeAndre Jordan. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., second-year talented player. Um, Harrison Barnes, and we all know what he can do. The, the, the Mavericks just have a better identity and a better core of players that they can throw at you, but they still, for whatever reason, get the Thunder to play outside of their comfort zone for far too um, many stretches. And tonight, um, after the Thunder opened up the first quarter with five or six steals and looked amazing on defense, uh, the Mavericks settled in and shot lights out from the three-point line in the second quarter. The Thunder were able to kind of nullify every second shot by the Mavericks to hold a two-point lead going into halftime. But Madison, they didn't get um, one of your patented uh, super secret uh, locker room talks because, oh my God, the Thunder could not score in the third quarter. It was 
it was abysmal basketball. I think the Mavs went on a 12-0 run coming out of halftime, and Billy Donovan finally calls a timeout. And I think I was sitting next to uh, News 9 Steve McGee, and we finally looked at each other and we're like, finally, like get stop, make it stop. It was just, <laughs> it was bad. It was complete Mavericks dominance out there as soon as they came out of halftime. And I was actually really disappointed because I'm trying to make that whole third quarter magical halftime talk like a thing. And the Thunder are not allowing me to make it a thing because that was just a horrible third quarter. And it was just bad, yeah. guys. It was really bad. I need to go back and look. It, it seems like the last four or five games, because I know, I think that Jazz game, this kind of happened, but the Thunder had a strong fourth quarter. But it seems like the last five or six games, the Thunder's third quarters have been bad. But like the Rockets game was a bad third quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't as bad as the fourth quarter, but it wasn't the characteristic of this team where the where the Thunder are able to come out at halftime and really if turn a two-point lead into a 10-point lead going into the fourth and really be able to flex their muscles right. and rely on their defense to close out the game. But tonight it was just – it wasn't even that much – You know, I don't want to take anything away from Dallas. Um, the Thunder just couldn't hit a shot. They missed their first 11 shots. They yeah. got off 11 shots that they wanted. They weren't rushed. They weren't They weren't settling for, oh, here's Steven Adams uh, uh, 12 feet from the rim because the shot clock's about to expire. Just give it to somebody and try and <laughs> score. They got 11 shots off that Billy Dom is probably going to look back at if, he's, if he wants to look at tape, you know, considering he has to play the same team less than 24, less hours, than 24 <laughs> two hours. hours later. Um, they got shots that I'm sure they're going to be happy with. They just didn't hit anything. And the luckily for the Thunder, the Mavericks didn't really explode in the third quarter offensively themselves. They only scored, what, 27 points, I believe. Um, it, it could have been a lot worse, but it set up a fourth quarter that if that you knew if the Thunder are going to win this game, it's going to be because Russell starts hitting his shot or Paul George starts to wake up because, you know, Russell's going to get all, like a lot of blame for tonight, and deservingly so. He did not play well. He did not shoot the basketball well. Mm-hmm. It seemed like uh, that 40-point explosion he had in Phoenix the other night just kind of stayed in Phoenix with him or mm-hmm. um, without him. Um, but Paul George, going into the fourth, was one of nine from the three-point line. And outside of the first few minutes where he had two or three steals of the game in the game, looked kind of lost defensively and it kind of affected his offense but he exploded in the fourth quarter um started hitting i think he hit two or three threes in the quarter had a had a steal he just looked like the regular paul george and it looked like with two minutes left he hits he hits a bucket gets a bucket to fall the thunder lead 101 to 95 and it just looked like Okay, this is the Thunder going to close this out. Paul George is going to save the Thunder once again. Nope. And from and... there, the Mavericks finished the game on a 10-2 run. Yeah, it was it was just really bad in the fourth quarter because, like Brady just said, it really was just lining up to look like a Thunder victory, and it looked like you know the Thunder are going to be able to take this win back home and to really carry that over into into tomorrow night's game and hopefully see some dominance, but. The Mavericks really just had a lot of fight. They started that from the get-go. Uh, you know, I saw guys double-teaming guys like Paul George and Russell Westbrook and Steven Adams just right off the bat. You know, that usually doesn't happen until teams are in crunch time, but the Mavericks have really readjusted. Uh, they have some great players this year. Obviously, uh, Luka Don- Luka Doncic. Don Doncic. Don That's a hard name to say. Luka Doncic has made quite the impact on this team and you know, uh, I think Dirk had a pretty quiet night, but the, this fan base just loves that guy, and they gave him a standing ovation when he comes in. So I really think the energy of the crowd, and we were all talking about it right before Billy came and talked to us uh, post-game, but 
The, ener the energy of this crowd was just phenomenal tonight, and I think that really worked to the disadvantage of the Thunder because the Thunder just were not hitting things that they usually hit. Paul George wasn't hitting what he usually hits. Russell was struggling once again just to get his shots off. Um, it was just it was just bad. Like, weird things were happening. The Thunder were not doing what they should have done to win this game, and I think they just looked exhausted and depleted of all energy when they were trying to finish out this game, and they just couldn't. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's a shame because this team has been – they've been so good at the beginnings of second halves mm -hmm. that they've really not had to – they've really not put themselves in position to have to close out a lot of games. Now, they've had quite a few in the last two to three weeks, it seems like. Mm -hmm. You know, those two Alex Abrinas attempts um, to um, for game winners that are fresh in everybody's mind. Of course, Alex Abrinas was – uh, not with the team tonight, still dealing with his sickness, whatever Sickly, it is. Whatever. Uh, Terrence Ferguson was also available but did not play. He was just kind of – he was a coach's decision. Billy didn't really elaborate as to why, but um, the Thunder kind of stuck with a dual nader to start the game. Uh, didn't have the same type of game he had against Phoenix the other night where he had 18 points. So uh, no nader warning in uh, in Dallas tonight, sadly. So uh, that's why that's why tonight won't, won't start off with a tornado siren. But, um, nope. yeah – it's well to what I was saying. They haven't found themselves in that many positions where they have to close in the fourth quarter because they've been so great in these third quarters and the beginnings of fourth quarters that they pretty much dominate and close out most of their games before the four and four to five minute mark. But when they've had to be in those positions, this team just has not had that type of consistency that, that they play with in other situations, like the mm -hmm. coming in, out of third quarter or coming into third quarters. They haven't played with that type of consistency to close out a game. And tonight was a perfect example of I was about I was halfway done with like the first third of my recap um, mm -hmm. when the Thunder had that lead with two minutes left because it just seemed like okay, this is. Finally, an example: the Thunder really clamping down on defense and being smart on offense, giving the ball to the hot hand and Paul George, and just allowing him to take you home. But the Thunder just got kind of careless. Russell Westbrook has a bad turnover. He has two bad possessions where it's just dribble, 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 miss shot, dribble, miss shot, turnover, and turnover. And the Mavericks turn those into. Uh, uh, fast break opportunities. They uh, DeAndre Jordan of all people, Deautomatic Jordan, as I said on Twitter, <laughs> uh, who has really improved his free throw shooting and really improved just you know his dependability from the free throw line overall this season. Hit three or four big free th um, free sh free throw shots to bring the Mavericks a little bit closer, and ultimately that was the difference in the game. Now, Paul George was not happy with how the game ended. Not from themselves but mm -hmm. he he did everything but blame the officiating now i i didn't really pay that much attention to the like to the play that he's talking about where with the harrison barnes deal mm -hmm. but paul because i was too busy doing my job <laughs> but uh paul specifically said that you know tomorrow we're going to see the l2m and he can't do that right. so he was pretty adamant that um i guess for lack of a better word he feels that the thunder were screwed in the final uh, minute of the game, but still, this is a game that I, I felt the Thunder lost. I hate to say this, but because of Russell Westbrook. Right. And I mean, how many times are we going to see this team with their with its best player just struggle mm -hmm. so mightily? And I, I asked I asked Raymond Felton after the game, like, what is the fine line 
when you see a player that's struggling shooting from the floor? Like, where's the fine line where um, you go up to them and try to encourage them? Mm-hmm. You try to, like, calm them down and try to make them, like, maybe do something else, maybe affect the game in other areas? Or do you just keep telling them to shoot? Raymond said, no, we just keep telling them to shoot. We're all professionals here, and there is no fine line. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting because it worked for Paul George. He was one of nine from three going into the fourth quarter, and then he was red hot in the fourth. It didn't work for us, and I feel that that was the, the difference in the game. When your best player only scores nine points in a game where you barely break 100, That's it's hard to look back and see you know, his shooting splits you know, four of twenty-one overall, zero of seven from the three-point line. One only got to the foul line twice. It's just the lack of aggression, the lack of consistency from Russell Westbrook is really troubling. And uh, I mean, he had kind of a little bit to say about it in the locker he room. A lot yeah, tonight. that's more words than I've heard out of Russell Westbrook in a very long time. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you know, Russ, he is starting to kind of come into his own. You know, in the past, if people ask him about it post-game and say, you know, what went wrong out there, and he's just like. I didn't shoot well. I didn't do this well. But he was very verbal tonight about how he wants to take this loss as something that he caused, and he understands that. And, uh, I mean, Paul was saying that they're going to have to leave this game behind super quickly because what Brady and I were saying, this team faces Dallas in less than 24 hours, and they're going to be on their home court, uh, which I don't – I think it was Paul who said that's not going to matter. Or Russ said it's not going to matter. So – you know, they're really going to have to take this and they're going to have to run with it and they're going to have to learn from it fast and just turn around and hopefully get something going tomorrow. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, Paul, I think, told you a few weeks ago they've prided themselves on having that extra energy for the second night of the back-to-back, and they've cer- certainly showed it. They've only lost once, I believe, on the second night of a back-to-back. Only once. Only That's once, right, and it was yeah. to Minnesota um, last week. So, and you, you add into that that Dallas is a much different team on the road. Right. And even though the Thunder are 0-2 against the Mavericks, um, both of those games came in Dallas. Um, in the first matchup, did, there was no Russell Westbrook, which I guess, <laughs> according to tonight, might have helped the Thunder. But it took a 22-0 run in that second quarter of that first matchup to really separate the, separate the two teams. And while the Thunder still kind of closed the second half out strong, it was still somewhat dominant. Like, basically, I don't know what to expect tomorrow night. And um, the Thunder, like I said, have been very good on the second night of back-to-backs. But um, I'm starting to get a little worried for this team because mm-hmm. when their best player is just going through – like, it's it's no longer a shooting funk. Yeah. It, it's something. I mean, Russell even said it tonight. He said that he's been shit for a month. Yeah. And when your best player is like that and you still have this – this mentality of keep shooting, mm-hmm. and I certainly understand it. If you're going to go down, go down fighting. Like this, right. is, this is sports. You don't want to go. You don't want to be passive. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna have that mentality, I just don't know how many times Paul George can save you. He's he's done so much to keep the Thunder afloat in this month, and you know the Thunder staffs kind of talked about it. Uh, Nick Gallo talked about it to you and I in the locker room about how brutal this travel schedule has been for yeah. the Thunder, where they've. They haven't been home for more than 36 hours in the last three or four weeks. It's, it's just been really brutal for this team. But every NBA team goes through stretches like this. I mean, the Jazz went through mm-hmm. it for the first part of the oh year where gosh, they were yeah. never home. Um, so luckily for them, Paul George has been playing at an MVP level and helped them win. But, again, I don't know moving forward. 
if Russell's going to continue to keep shooting like this, but still try to keep shooting, mm-hmm. I don't know how good this is for the Thunder. I Right now, I agree with you. I am a little concerned, not, you know, in a way that I think the Thunder are just going to totally, totally collapse, but... Right now, they're in some kind of funk, and maybe it is their travel schedule, but they're never going to chalk it up to that, and they're never going to admit, you know, we have a little bit of fatigue. They're always going to come out and say, no, we just didn't play well. We're just going to have to reevaluate things, and we're going to have to move forward from here. But, you know, there is something going on, and, I mean, I was kind of thinking this when Paul George was having that streak, but this can only last for so long. There's no possible way that Paul George is going to stay this hot for this amount of time when what is this game 35 36 they still have a lot of games left they have a lot of season left and you know Paul George has not really been the type of player that stayed hot consistently throughout an entire season no you know slam to him or anything but you know you're gonna have to have players like Dennis Schroeder step up I mean we saw Patrick Patterson actually finish in double figures tonight he went four or five from the field was two of three from three point um, he had that beautiful dunk when Hami lobbed it up to him. That was actually my favorite play of the game. But, you know, you're just you're going to have to just get, I don't know, like for lack of a better word, you're going to have to get out of the funk. And I think that's exactly what Russell needs to do right now. And I think he's going to need his teammates to help him do that. He's going to need to under, come to means and come to an understanding that he's going to have to do that. And I think he's slowly but surely going to get there. But right now it's taking a little too much time. The team is, I don't want to say suffering, but they're they are suffering. And he's even said in postgame, sorry, real quick, Brady, but he even said in postgame, he was like, you know, we're, we're still uh, second or third in the West right now. We're still winning games. Like he didn't really seem too concerned about it, but – that's also kind of concerning to me. No, there's there should be no concern level right now because, yeah, that's correct. The Thunder are in a good spot, and they've afforded themselves to have this type of margin for error that when you lose a disappointing game like this, that's not the end of the world. Right. It's one of 82. You've got, you've got the same team less than 24 hours later to basically correct everything and hopefully make yourselves feel better. But all I'm saying is if <laughs> – I mean, like, because, like, like I said, this isn't a shooting funk anymore. This is this is what Russell has been this season, right. and for whatever reason, it's continued. Um, if Russell turns back into the player that we all know him to be, which I think will happen because mm-hmm. he's Russell Westbrook, right? Um, then the Thunder are going to be fine. But if this is just something that I don't know, if this is something that curses this team this year, that Russell just is destined to shoot terribly from the floor every single night. Then that attitude of it's okay, the attitude that we saw all last year, it's going to creep back into this right. team. And it could it could skyfall as fast as it kind of came up this season with how successful they've been. But yeah, uh, it is what it is. Tonight we'll have kind of a short podcast because we are going to be doing the same thing tomorrow. Yeah, we, um, like, we're going to be talking about the same thing in less than 24 hours, so it is going to be a little shorter. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Actually, Madison and I will be running the uh, post-game show on 107.7 The Franchise from Flint, so we'll be ringing in the new year together. Um, eating for free, drinking for free. It's going to be great. It doesn't great. get any better than that, folks. It, yeah, so tune in to 107.7 The Franchise, 107.9 Tulsa. If you're out of the market, Please download the app and uh, listen, and we'll put that up for the podcast tomorrow night uh, for the OKC82. But I guess we can get to some questions. We have uh, we have a few. Yeah, and, and actually, my Wi-Fi went out, so you're gonna have to pull those up. I got you. I got you. 
Okay, so Donnie Hazelwood at DN4STY. Thank you once again for the question. Yeah, Russ, for Russ going to be okay? You know, we kind of were talking about that pretty much the whole show because that, that's the theme of this game is mm-hmm. Russell had a is bad game. Is, is he going to be fine moving forward? I'm going to, I am 85% sure that he will be fine. Yes. <laughs> because he's Russell Westbrook. He's one of the greatest players on earth. He's so dynamic, and even you know, even though he struggled shooting, he does do so much in other areas, and he's certainly stepped up defensively this year. Oh yeah, he made because even in bad years defensively for us, he would probably have like one to two nice defensive plays where he gamble correctly and get a steal. Mm-hmm. Tonight he had four, four, five, or six plays where he either shut his guy down and forced a pass. Or he forced a turnover. Russell was incredibly active on the defensive end tonight, and that's the encouraging thing is he's not he's not let his his shooting it's okay <laughs> he's not let his shooting um, slump affect his ability to distribute, not affect his ability to rebound or defend. So that's encouraging. But yeah, I think Russ is going to be fine. I'm just questioning at what at when. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm kind of actually on the same path as you. Um, I want to say I'm a whopping 92% sure that <laughs> Russell is going to be fine. Um, I liked what he said in postgame tonight, Brady. I don't know if you heard it. He said uh, that he, he actually straight up told us, like, I am a great basketball player. I know what I'm good at. And if I'm not performing well on offense, I'm performing well somewhere else. And I actually really liked that kind of mentality coming from Russell because he knows he's struggling on offense, but he's like, you know what? Right now I am struggling, but I'm going to do well in this area. I'm going to do well in that area. And he even said straight up, I don't need to fix anything on defense right now. I've got it down. Right now he is focusing on his offense. I think he is pretty focused right now because it's kind of hit him that this is becoming a problem for him. So I definitely think that he is going to get it together. He's going to find just his niche again and he's going to become Russell Westbrook again yes he uh he even said that he's let his teammates down in the last month so it's you know you got to like that a player like Russell Westbrook who's as aggressive as he is who's as confident as he is is also (laughs) self-aware enough to understand that while the Thunder have won their fair share of games in this month stretch he has let this team down Mm -hmm. and I mean, I only say this um, like as a compliment because the Thunder have still been a very good basketball team, but they could be so much better if Russell just becomes Russell Westbrook. No, and I yeah. think it's going to happen. And when it happens, this team is going to be a problem to deal with. But in the interim, you can probably put, you know throw it up to just like we said, a really harsh travel schedule, Christmas being in the middle of all this, um, a plethora of other, you know, a plethora of other, I guess. You know, Russell's still dealing with the fact that he didn't have an offseason, and we're getting mm-hmm. to a point where that was so far in the past that it's no longer a valid excuse, but right. it is what it is. Um, the next question will come from uh, Thunder Pride at Thunderstorm280. Thank you for the question. What up? Why do fans like to overreact? I like that question. <laughs> Probably because, I mean, Thunder fan, I mean, fans always overreact because you're a fan. Right. Um, I'm a fan of um, I'm a fan in different sports, and I I mean Madison will tell you I overreact like like a psychotic person <laughs> at times. Um, I probably overreacted for about ten minutes last night during a game that I won't mention, <laughs> and uh, then it just became so apparent what was going to happen that I moved on with my life. Mm-hmm. But I think Thunder fans still kind of not every 
Thunder fan, but I think Thunder fans will struggle, especially those in Oklahoma, um, struggle with kind of the transition from football mentality to basketball mentality, whereas football, like every single game matters, that right. that kind of bleeds into basketball. And, of course, you want to win as many games as you can, and especially games like this, you want to win these games. These right. games are important because, you know, three months from now when you look back and you're fighting somebody for a, 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 a certain seed in the playoffs, you look back and you look at this game and you remember the Thunder had this game won with a mm-hmm. minute and a half left and they just didn't close. That, I mean, there's no reason, there, there's no shame in, quote, overreacting to this loss because it is a bad loss, but mm-hmm. it is one of 82. Um, teams do not win titles in December. They do not lose playoffs, <laughs> playoff games at the end of December. So it's yeah. just a long year. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of understand to a certain extent when it comes to Thunder fans because you do have Russell Westbrook, you have Paul George, you have Stephen Adams, who is now being talked about for an all-star position. And when you have guys like that on your team and they're not performing the way that they have performed in the past, then I kind of understand people breaking down a little bit and being very confused and very uh, frustrated. But at the same time, I think Thunder fans need to understand that it is a long season and kind of what Brady was saying, this is one of 82 games. Um, The Thunder have won some pretty big games. They've been able to close out some pretty big games. Uh, This is going to happen. It's it's not just going to happen to the Thunder. It's going to happen to teams like Golden State. It's going to happen to teams like Houston. You know, it has happened to them. So, you know, the Thunder are not the only team out there that is suffering from bad losses from time to time, and it's a long season. So just, you know, fasten your seatbelt. It's going to be great. (laughs) Final question will come from at Annalie underscore Sullivan. Who? I'm just kidding. Hi, Annalie. What's up, sweetie? Um, did our B team almost save the game? Yes, they did. The Thunder had a terrible third quarter, and then the Thunder's uh, second team with uh, Raymond Felt, Hamadou Diallo, and those guys <laughs> went on a 10-2 run to uh, bring the Thunder back and then ultimately take the lead in the fourth quarter and give themselves a, a chance to hopefully win the game. It ultimately didn't happen. But, yeah, uh, the second, second unit really played well after mm-hmm. not really playing well in the first half. They really showed up in the fourth quarter. Um, but that's what this team can do. They're so athletic. They're so lengthy and long that mm-hmm. they can just pop out of nowhere, you know, with absolutely no momentum built up right. and just force themselves onto a game and make an impact, and they certainly did that. Yeah, for sure. I think the bench had 37 points tonight, and, you know, Dallas's bench also had about, like, 36 or so, but, you know, Oklahoma City's bench has been very reliable so far, and they've played some great basketball. They've come in when they know they were needed, and – you know, it's just been it's been a good thing for this team right now. So, you know, hats off to the bench tonight. Hats off to guys like Raymond, who had a lot of minutes tonight. Good for Raymond. Um, he, you know, he's just he's a good conductor of this team when he's on the court. He did only have three points tonight, but it was a pretty it was a pretty cool three pointer he made. And you know, guys like Maryland, who continues to get blocks and continues to be very vital on defense. It's just, it's really cool to see this Thunder bench step up and they're going to assert themselves where they know they're needed. And that's awesome. Well, Madison, we got to drive back to Oklahoma tonight, get ready for tomorrow. So yeah, they're starting to, uh, yeah, we need, we're getting, starting to invade. Yeah, so we need to, <laughs> we need to hit the road. So, uh, everybody, thank you so much for listening to the OKC podcast. Thank you. Shout out to our new followers and listeners uh, from last night when I plugged the uh, podcast during the game I won't mention. So, <laughs> welcome aboard, everybody. Thank you for joining and hopefully you guys. Uh, ask questions and comments on Twitter and all that jazz, and uh, we'll have a good time. But for Miss Madison Morris, this is Brady Trantham telling you all to please stay sexy.